to see uh, uh, more people to join and this is recorded so uh, give us a second okay wow so it looks like we got everybody here and within two minutes thank you guys for showing up um, it uh, wait, we still got one request let's see uh, all right there you go sunny now you can talk um, so I'm uh, Jonathan Karras. I lead communications here at Lavana, and we're super excited to talk about um, what uh, it looks like um, for the future of uh, osmosis uh, to be able to offer um, synthetic assets backed by stablecoins powered by um, Noble USDC and uh, Pith on um, osmosis, and you know we've got uh, you know, we've got a, a very bright uh, and invigorating future, and we're excited to talk about that today. Um, we've got on the call uh, Delena uh, from Noble and Mark from Pith and Sunny from Osmosis, and we've got a bunch of great questions that uh, we're going to go through. And I'm uh, really excited to have the opportunity to lead this conversation. And uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, great uh, conversation from the audience as well. So I think we can just jump right into it and hopefully everybody can uh, hear my call. Um, I see Sunny, I think you now can speak. Um, and let's just do a mic check. Uh, Julianna, can you hear me? Yeah, hi. Also, I don't think Sunny can speak. He's a listener still, according to my mm. view. Yeah, I just I just accepted. Okay. Sunny, can you speak? I can speak now. Meanwhile, oh yes. Looks like he's on. And GM GM from Mark. Okay, Mark, tu peux parler? Tu peux parler? With pleasure. Avec plaisir. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so let's jump right into this. Um, so I've got a bunch of questions. So I'd like uh, to start out, you know, I mean, the let me give some context here. So uh, Lavana is a perpetual swap, which launched about two and a half months ago on Osmosis. Um, we've been one of the fastest growing applications within the Cosmos space, and we're super excited to be a part of the Osmosis ecosystem. Um, we offer 30x leverage on crypto assets and um, 100x leverage on Forex assets. 
And we just went live last week with um, synthetic assets uh, leading with the, the Forex, um, you know, uh, assets of uh, the euro and the great British pound um, powered by the Pith Oracle. And we're super excited to look at the future of um, Cosmos and Osmosis and to see and brainstorm with some of these powerhouses from all of these different protocols as to you know what this technology is going to enable for the future of Cosmos and the Osmosis ecosystem. So for a general introduction, I would love for each team to briefly introduce themselves you know, and, uh, you know, their project and, and a little bit about uh, their roadmap. So maybe we can uh, start with uh, Jelena. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, by the way, it's, it's Yelena. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, you've told me that like three times before. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, so Yelena. It's okay. Yeah, don't worry. You know, I'm, I'm so embarrassed. No, no, yeah. please don't be. Don't be. Um, no, I appreciate it. Um, no, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of what Levon is doing. Um, so that's great. Yeah, so I'm Yelena. Uh, I'm a co-founder, CEO of Noble. Uh, Noble is a, a generic asset issuance chain. Uh, we prioritize security and minimalism. Uh, so we don't do DeFi. We don't do, you know, trading. We're not a DEX. We leave that uh, fun stuff up to other chains, such as the ones present here. Um, we are um, around uh, within the Cosmos ecosystem to work with asset issuers to, one, help them understand Cosmos and the kind of unique elements of the Cosmos stack and the Cosmos architecture and just general um, kind of information, uh, but then two, once uh, getting them onboarded onto Cosmos, real, uh, getting them actually natively uh, issuing their asset on Noble uh, in a way that's optimized for the IBC uh, ecosystem. So doing a lot of work uh, around sort of IBC kind of uh, protocol enhancements. Um, yeah, and ultimately being an advocate for uh, this ecosystem with, uh, you can Think of it as like more the institutional players um, in the asset issuance space. So that's our kind of, uh, yeah, that's what we do. Um, we believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, and we believe that for Cosmos to succeed, uh, we need that central touch point, um, you know, for things like asset issuance. And that's really what Noble is designed to do. Um, yeah, prior to Noble, um, I was working at a core uh, R&D uh, organization called Informal Systems um, on things around the Cosmos Hub, including interchange security uh, and other sort of uh, developments. Uh, and then before that, I was actually working with Celo briefly, and then uh, more long-term was with the Definity project very early on um, in a community sort of go-to-market product marketing perspective. Um, so yeah, been around the crypto space for quite a number of years, um, and ultimately found my home in this ecosystem. So yeah, thanks for having me, and happy to be here. No, that's a that's a great intro, and uh, it's you know it's such a critical product for Cosmos because you know at the end of the day, um, for like institutional asset issuers like USDC, they're not necessarily going to take on the overhead 
of issuing their own chain and uh, taking on the responsibility of the security or um, the token economics that are involved with that. So I think what you're doing is a, a, a you know, is a like a, a global good for Cosmos. And um, it's definitely spearheaded and uh, kickstarted a massive amount of liquidity for the general Cosmos space. So that's amazing. So let's uh, next go to Mark uh, from Pith. And uh, hopefully the M is a, is a hard M here. So I'm not embarrassing myself twice. And, you know, I love to understand better of what, uh, you know, Pith is doing and, you know, what the relationship between Pith and Osmosis is. Yeah, definitely. And hope, like, luckily for you, C and K sound the same. So you can't butcher the end <laughs> of Mark. Um, but as Elena said already, first, thanks a lot for, for having me there. Uh, always a best uh, talking with you guys. Uh, you're, like, among the most, like, the ones driving the most innovation around in this space. So it's super cool to, to be alongside you. So as mentioned, I'm Mark, you'll guess by the accent, but I'm French. Um, I work for the Peace Data Association. It's a bit like the Ethereum Foundation, but for the PETH network. Um, I work as a director there, but day to day, it's more about, um, let's say, DeFi facing um, activities, whether it's BD, marketing, bit of like uh, product feedback, low level technical support, so a bit of everything but engineering uh, in my arsenal. Um, at its core, the Pith Network is a blockchain oracle specialized for now in price feeds. So overall, whenever you start interacting with DeFi, most of the time or half the time, the protocol will need either on-chain or off-chain information, and usually they can easily access, access it with an oracle. Um, and why we're all together and uh, Jonathan mentioned it already, but the Pith Oracle is live today on Osmosis and a few other Cosmos chains. So very much our kind of perspective is to very much empower anyone that wants to build cool stuff on chain. Um, and overall, everyone will say, like, says, um, like, let's say, bring DeFi to the level, let's say, of Tratfi as in performance. Um, this like has to be tackled at all level, at the chain level, at the infra, let's say, level on top of blockchains, and also at your protocol level, um, Jonathan. So super happy to be here and excited uh, about this conversation. And I know Lavana is using Pith for about 12 different uh, markets right now. And over the next you know, month or two months, there's plans to use it for about 20 different markets. So we're super appreciative of all of the price feeds that you provide to the Osmosis chain. And so thank you for that. And it's a very exciting um, utility for the general Cosmos ecosystem. And we're excited to see your continued integration within the Osmosis ecosystem. And so that leaves us... Uh, you know, to the the heavyweight in the room, um, which really needs no introduction. So, Sunny, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and about Osmosis? I'm sure everybody knows, but, you know, uh, please tell us. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, my name is Sunny. I'm one of the co-founders of Osmosis. Uh, Osmosis, for a uh, brief summary, is a 
Cosmos-based app chain uh, focused on DeFi. Uh, and so, you know, what the, you know, we have members of the team have been working on Cosmos for over six years now. And so, you know, using our expertise to build the chain that's like optimized for DeFi, basically. And as that we saw at the base level, we need a core spot decks in the you know base level of the chain because that we kind of saw a spot deck as the base primitive upon which other DeFi primitives can be built on top of. Uh, but once now we have that, now we're kind of focused on growing the ecosystem of uh, DeFi apps built on top of the chain. And so that includes, uh, you know, perpetual protocols like Mavada. Yeah, there's also like margin trading protocols like, like Mars and others. And a lot of them are driven by, uh, yeah, oracles like PIP. So, uh, yeah, just focus on, you know, excited to see uh, Herps finally uh, live on in Cosmos. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we, you know, Levana would not be, you know, one one hundredth of what it is today if it wasn't for the osmosis community and uh, the, you know, continued support of, of osmosis. So we're very uh, happy and appreciative of everything that we've, uh, you know, all the support uh, that we've had historically over the past uh, three months or two and a half months that we've been live and and really, you know, we've been working with the Osmosis team for over a year now to get this product out to market. So it's really been amazing, you know, working with the Osmosis team and, you know, with uh, you, Sunny, in particular. So the, uh, you know, the next question uh, that I have for the general uh, audience is, um, you know, I'd love to, you know, we, I'd love to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, highlights and roadmap. And if we were to look, you know, I think a lot of the listeners understand where we are today um, with uh, Cosmos and uh, with Osmosis and even with Levana, which Levana, you know, provides today uh, leverage trading, 30x leverage on many different assets that are um, on the Osmosis decks. And one of the things that we offered starting a week ago is synthetic assets. So that means that you can take the USDC, which is provided by Noble, and uh, leverage up to 100x on things that are not available within the crypto space and not available within Cosmos, such as uh, the Great British Pound and the Euro. And you can long and short these assets you know, uh, with the price feed provided by Pith and uh, on osmosis, uh, you can take leverage positions in order to be able to hedge um, the cryptocurrency that you currently own. And this is like a killer uh, you know, feature that uh, we bring at Levana to uh, os- the osmosis community and to the greater cosmos community. And I'm just curious to hear from each of these players, kind of if you look out over the next, like, let's say, six or 12 or 18 months. What are the things that you're most excited to see that you plan on contributing to uh, Cosmos as a whole? So maybe let's just go in reverse order. And, you know, uh, Sunny, talk to us a little bit about, you know, 18 months from now, where do you see Osmosis? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, so where do I see osmosis uh, 18 months from now? Uh, I think that we will have, you know, more. I honestly actually think that like Cosmos is like the best stack to build. Sorry, what? Uh, stack to build like uh, dexes on, right? Like, perps in all of crypto is choosing to build. Stack because they kind of realize that like building uh you know app chains are kind of necessary for building high performance uh custom you know the customized state machines that are needed uh to make perps work um and so because of that it's like i you know we're excited that i we're gonna, i think that the partnership between osmosis and Lavana will be able to like provide so all you know one of the best perps trading experiences in all of crypto. Yeah, that's great. And I, I definitely agree with that is that, um, you know, the, um, the engineers from Osmosis have been uh, critical. They played a critical role in getting Levana to market. You know, we've, you know, I look back, you know, it's been, you know, really over a year uh, since uh, Lavana entered into testnet on Osmosis, and so all of the tooling and all of the infrastructure that Osmosis has provided has been really critical to enable Perps to come live uh, on Osmosis. And you know, as you put it, um, you know, Osmosis doesn't plan on having being a one-trick uh, pony or, or you know a, a like a, a one-act show, there will be a number of different uh, perps that will be available uh, and will provide different risk rewards on top of osmosis. So uh, we at Lavana are actually excited to be able to partner with different perps protocols uh, to be able to create complex uh, leveraging strategies that are available between the different re risk reward profiles of different types of uh, perps protocols. So that's uh, that, that that's really impressive to see everything that you built. So I'm going to yeah. pass it over. To I, I'm going to add one Mark. thing is just on top yep. of that. It's like, yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, you look at perps, they're such a fundamentally like new asset, like, or not assets, sorry, uh, protocol primitive almost, right? Like they were invented five years ago and I would say have gone through really only like two or three iterations of like architecture. You know, you had the original one that was designed by BitMEX. Um, then you had, I think FTX did a lot of important improvements to the architecture, especially when it comes to like cross collateralization and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, now, you, and then you have like the GMX uh, era and the current Oracle based perps era. But like, you know, we are just so early in like a fundamentally new, like at like primitive, like, like has not even existed in TradFry yet and you know i think the design space is so big and i'm excited to like have like osmosis be this home of running these like different experiments of like different models of perks and you know and the more the more markets that exist you know there's going to be like arbitrage and just like you know more activity happening on on the osmosis ecosystem yeah i couldn't agree more and even you know we've built at Lavana 
we built um, leverage trading through uh, two different types of options protocols, through a virtual AMM uh, uh, perps protocol. Um, those were all built on uh, Terra previously. And then what we brought to Osmosis is now two different types of perps protocol. One of them is a crypto collateral asset uh, settlement where you deposit things like Bitcoin or Atom or what we just released today of ST Atom. Uh, and you trade perps up to 30x leverage with those assets. Um, and then one of the things that we released last week, which is uh, super exciting, is the USDC or the noble USDC denominated pairs of synthetic assets of perps. So that provides for Forex and for commodities. And so all of these things on osmosis, you know, of, of these two fundamentally different types of uh, perps architecture are just you know, some of the is a small set of the larger set of perps that we anticipate will come to osmosis over the next 18 months. So I'm going to pass this over to Mark. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you envision, uh, you know, Pith over the next 18 months. Yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> overall, I think the, over, the overarching idea is to continuously like improve the product it's kind of weird to say that being an oracle but the end it's a a product for 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 businesses or protocols so improving it like and by this like it can has it can have like many levels but what i'll focus on is let's say latency um earlier we mentioned like like increase or match with let's say the real life counterparty and services like our goal is to like enable like what we're gonna call high fidelity DeFi. And we can do that with of course the most accurate data possible, but also the fastest one. So like today we have like about two price updates per second, if not three. Like in eighteen months it wouldn't be shocking that we much improve that. Um the other thing is like delivering a service to application, we have to be um very much aware of let's say what's getting requested and where um and like what what we've have seen and experienced like especially in the past year is how protocols whether it's perpetuals whether it's options whether it like whatever it can be you see more and more like stratify assets requested fx commodities even sometimes stocks etfs like tbl so the, like continue to like increase the breadth of the price feed catalog. Today it's already at 350 price feeds or 375 or something. Like what if we are over 1K or 10K in 18 months? Um, And the other part, and it's actually linked to something we announced yesterday, if I'm not losing my mind already, um, is the actual like full decentralization of this Oracle network. At the end of the day, like no, even at the end of the day, at the, actually at the dawn, we envision path a bit like if we take Web two comparison, Airbnb or um, Spotify for financial data. You have like on one side the supply, so people who owns this data, and at the end, like the demand side, like Levana that needs data to power its application, and very much like the goal from now on, like the whole kind of project for almost three years was driven. Uh, by the Peace Data Association and many important stakeholders. Now the goal is to actually have like 
full decentralization through a PEST token. So that will happen like within the 18 months. And we're very excited to see also um, an oracle that very much kind of like delegates everything at the end of the day to those who have kind of a vested interest in it. And when you think about it, both the data publisher have an, an interest, um, they provide data, they can make revenue in applications like yours, uh, Jonathan, has also a vested interest by getting not only data, but accurate data. So it's going to be great to see this kind of more um, like uh, living or like ecosystem or like organism uh, going into production over the next like 18 months is going to be, I think, super fun, uh, but lots of work. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Mark, I would love if you could just talk about uh, the increase of uh, like resilience and, um, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the ability for third parties to, you know, run uh, relayers or validators or anything like that, uh, just in terms of um, how, you know, uh, you know, the community can get involved today with the uh, Pith Oracle. Okay, so Overall, today, Perth is very much, let's say, B2B. We don't have, let's say, the only thing a, let's say, a retail could do is go on the website, see the price. Um, long term, um, you can imagine that, uh, it, first, if we go back to your rela reliability, so this being in, like, you can think both on the, let's say, actual infra and on the data quality or reliability. So on this side, like, the, like ever ongoing work, of the Pith network is to attract more data publisher. The more data publisher you have on each price feeds, the less likely or the harder it is to attack it. And by attack, it can be a voluntary one or, or like an involuntary error or bug. So overall, the more publishers, the more accurate, but the more secure, the more reliable. Um, but this is also true for um, like the Pith network infrastructure. Um, actually, we took like a year ago, uh, if not more, we created our own application specific blockchain. And pretty much we took the idea of like the Cosmos Hub, like arguably you want chain that are like, so far, some chain might want to be dedicated for a single job. Um, the Pith, th this chain, we call it PithNet. Um, it has one goal, like be reliable, but at its core, it just receives inputs from data publisher and produce you an output then Levana can then use. So here also, onboarding more data publisher brings more reliability because each data publisher is actually a validator of this blockchain. So today, it means we're, I think, at around 95 validators. So argue, like this is already quite, uh, and everyone is equally staked, like it's a proof of stake for chain. So it's already, I think like almost it could be in the top 10 of blockchain decentralization or like, uh, how do you call this? The Nakatomo coefficient. So that's pretty, let's say, funny when you think about it, but very much this part of infra is very much continue growing the network. Um, and all the services that you might see more and more is, so you refer to relayers. So here usually, or I would expect this kind of involvement with Pith to be actually driven by the protocols like yourselves. Um, some protocols open, keep a network, like you can have permissionless uh, cranking. Um, and 
usually uh, like the team will run cranks, but anyone can run cranks. Running cranks means like something is getting triggered uh, on the protocol, maybe a liquidation or a trade. And actually you, let's say, outsource this job to someone that will do it for, let's say, a, a, for a revenue or a profit. So this, um, I would imagine actually could come a bit more from, let's say, the Levana perspective where you try to onboard as many, let's say, professional liquidators that will actually race every time they can liquidate a position so that like, it costs the protocol or the user getting liquidated the least amount of money. And of course, the more liquidator, um, the more likely the liquidation is going to happen. So I think it grows very much like, by the number overall. Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, latency because I think uh, you know, I think Mark, you talked a bunch about the secure, like the security, and uh, the uh, Jonathan mentioned latency, and I think that's also that's where I we've been on our social side have been spending a lot of our time, where like, you know, in order to the more and more I like understand and research perps, or we realize that latency is like the most important thing, right, on a perp system is if you're trying to enable you know, higher and higher leverage, which is, you know, what the market demands. Um, you know, the latency of 15 seconds could be the difference between, you know, your protocol being underwater or not, right? You need to get these Oracle updates to the chain as fast as possible. And so that's why we've been spending a lot of time on a couple of things. You know, we're going to be working on decreasing the block times of osmosis, getting it down from like, the five, six seconds it is today down to like, you know, probably like at least one second blocks, you know, which is what we need for faster block times. But then on top of that, um, we've been thinking a lot about how do we get Oracle data to the blockchain as fast as possible. So today we get data from PIP to Osmosis via Wormhole, which is like, uh, you know, one of the most popular bridge protocols. Uh, obviously, you know, close relationship, I guess, with the PIP team. Uh, but the we want to like decrease that that we, we saw that as like okay this is a point of latency that can like you know how can we remove this and so one of the things that we, we've worked on on osmosis along with the skip team is a native oracle module in osmosis where we're you know we're still using where instead of relying on wormhole as a bridge to get data from pith to osmosis we can actually rely on the osmosis validators themselves to act as this bridge between uh, PithNet and osmosis. And so osmosis val using ABCI++ and vote extensions, osmosis validators will be like effectively required to run either PithNet nodes or have access to PithNet nodes that they can query and get the state data from PithNet and submit it to Osmosis using ABCI++. And so that'll be faster than normal. And then there's also this concept, uh, you know, I call it like virtual latency, where it's like, because we're an app chain and we can do things like ABCI++ and reorder transactions in a block, you know, at the end of the day, a DEX is, ne a blockchain is never going to be as fast as a centralized system, like a centralized exchange. 
But that's when you can use like app chain superpowers to accomplish the same goals. You know, you want to make sure the Oracle update is applied before anything else, right? Like you want to make sure all the liquidations happen at the beginning of a block, or you want to make sure that the, you know, Levana price Oracle, like the, 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 the Oracle price that Levana is market making around is updated at the very beginning of the block. And so the LPs in the, in the, in the perp protocol are like protected. Right. And so you can have this like rear, uh, basically making, making the concept of like, Hey, this Oracle system a little bit more ingrained into the system, getting first priority access into the network is how you make uh, lower the latency of the Oracle network, allowing you to get to higher and higher leverage amounts. I mean, this is something that has been a continuous pain point from uh, Luana's perspective. You know, we even saw this uh, within some of the spikes on the Osmo market uh, in recent memory is that, uh, you know, when there was a spike, I think it was, uh, you know, there was like a floor at, you know, at the 25 mark, and then it jumped up to, you know, above 30 uh, cents. And then, you know, we saw it like sit there for about half an hour. And so there was such a uh, a backlog of, uh, you know, processing of um, orders. And, you know, there was uh, that delay and, you know, every, like you said before, of like that, that delay of 30 seconds, you know, can make a huge difference, especially if there's on-chain, um, you know, price, uh, you know, discovery in the form of, uh, of take profits or, um, or, or liquidations. Uh, and so all of this, te- this uh, updated tech that, Sonny, you're talking about is directly related to providing a better experience for leveraged traders. And today it's one of the um, you know, blockers uh, you know, that prevents uh, protocols like Levana from having um, larger amounts of leverage and so the tech that you're talking about uh, is super exciting for being able to offer higher leverage and being able to offer, you know, higher uh, liveliness and, and, you know, snappier um, processing of orders for applications that are running entirely on chain like Levana. So it's super exciting. So Elena, talk to us about, uh, you know, what's your, what's, what does uh, Noble look like, uh, you know, in the future? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd love to comment on kind of uh, what Noble looks like in, in let's say, 18 months, uh, and then also how I see Cosmos also uh, looking like in 18 months. So uh, from Noble's perspective, I mean, we are definitely um, intending to be really the hub uh, for uh, a bunch of asset issuers coming to the space. So we obviously have a friendship with Circle. Um, and uh, we also uh, have a partnership with a team out of Japan uh, called Toki. Um, Toki is um, a, a team that works very close with, with Data Chain, and um, they have a partnership um, actually with uh, the Mitsubishi Financial Group out of Japan to do uh, regulated, compliant, on-chain um, Japanese stablecoins. So speaking of sort of the Forex market that Levon is looking to kind of build out, obviously having a diversity of various uh, fiat-backed stablecoins uh, sort of natively issued in the Cosmos ecosystem um, is definitely key. Uh, but that's really just the beginning. So uh, I alluded to this um, sort of in, in the introduction, but for a lot of these um, asset issuers looking to sort of 
come into Cosmos, they have very strict requirements. Some of that is regulatory, some of that is compliance, some of that is just pure security, right? How do you do like transaction monitoring? How do you uh, effectively sort of um, deal with things like, you know, uh, illegal um, sort of activity, uh, right? We, I mean, we see the sort of uh, potential for this, uh, obviously, in other ecosystems where you, you know, you're obviously even seeing things like terrorist financing happening, happening um, uh, in various ecosystems. So, obviously, making sure that we don't sort of succumb to similar uh, issues, uh, sort of within kind of Cosmos, making sure there's a uh, sort of touch point and there's a sort of uh, partner, sort of call it on the ground. Um, such as Noble to really take these um, sort of institutions through the story, right? How IBC works, um, you know, how how what what I mean, what the Cosmos app chain thesis even entails, things like this is is actually quite a large um, effort. Um, so yeah, I mean, being that central uh, sort of uh, partner to again these institutions, these uh, asset issuers thinking about Cosmos is definitely key. And then eventually, obviously, converting them and uh, seeing a bunch of liquidity sort of proliferate on chain throughout the rest of the ecosystem. Obviously, um, Noble is here to sort of serve um, the rest of the ecosystem from that perspective. Uh, but then what does this mean for kind of the rest of Cosmos in, within 18 months? Um, I mean, we're already seeing the sort of early formations of this. Um, so uh, we haven't really talked about other, anything other than DeFi yet. But uh, stuff like uh, gaming, right, is is pretty exciting. Uh, so you have Crafton, which is a huge uh, Korean gaming company, public company. Uh, that's the developers behind PUBG. They're actually uh, building their own uh, Cosmos app chain called Subtilis to actually facilitate um, the payouts for creators in stablecoins um, within their sort of uh, ga uh, gaming system. So that's really exciting, but as soon as you have something like this, again, they have very strict requirements, right? Like what they can touch, what they can't touch when it comes to uh, facilitating certain like payments, stablecoin transactions, things like this. And so we have been uh, chatting with them uh, and other partners that would be involved in, 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 in such a, you know, um, initiative, uh, very large companies um, that would facilitate these payments for creators. So again, like making sure that there is this like on-chain kind of partner within Cosmos to facilitate a lot of these like workflows is, is super critical. Um, otherwise, you're going to continue to have a lot of misconceptions and a lot of um, sort of fear around, uh, you know, things like IBC um, and, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, yeah, I guess within 18 months, like I, I see a lot more examples of companies like Crafton coming into the space and deciding to either build their own app chain or maybe deploy elsewhere. Um, and obviously access to uh, a safe, uh, safe, uh, reliable, stable, uh, stable coins is key, um, but also, um, you know, making sure that we can sort of facilitate that in a way that's like, makes sense for like their compliance purposes is also pretty key. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the main piece for now. So I think it's uh, one of the things that you mentioned that's super exciting, at least for Levana and, uh, you know, for probably a lot of the, the perps uh, applications that are, are coming to the market um, or just general trading or DeFi is you, you mentioned about um, non-U.S. Uh, dollar stable coins. Um, so I'm just curious about, you know, if you have any comments about uh, the 
you know, regulatory challenges for, you know, these assets, uh, especially with IBC, that they might be available. You know, you are, you know, um, Noble is its own chain and it supports IBC. And, you know, if there's challenges about, you know, whether it's clawback or freezing or, you know, um, you know, preventing like terrorist financing or if, you know, you mentioned that uh, briefly, but if there's anything that you could comment on that of some of the challenges that you're finding from a BD perspective in, in terms of being able to enable such that third parties, whether it's other chains or, or apps building on other chains are able to interact with these assets, you know, and what are the, some of the, you know, pros and cons of issuing these assets within the Cosmos ecosystem uh, versus other ecosystems. Anything you can shed on that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, these are still ongoing discussions, uh, not just in Cosmos, but generally within the crypto landscape. So right now, um, you know, uh, for example, okay, I'll give an example. So right now, if I have uh, USDC on Ethereum and I'm found to be a malicious actor or Circle finds, you know, malicious actor holding USDC on ETH and they take that to, um, let's say, a curve pool, you would actually have a situation potentially, like hypothetically, and you know probably likely, where that curve pool could actually be entirely um, censored, right? And sort of taken offline, of course, pending governance and like exactly c considering how like the curve sort of ecosystem would handle that. I'm not an expert on that, but that could potentially be sort of a enforcement um, within that landscape, right? In Cosmos, it's, um, uh, somewhat different. So right now, uh, like freezing or blacklisting would actually only happen on the Noble chain itself. So if I IBC out um, kind of, you know, some stable coins from, from Noble to somewhere else, and again, there's like seen to be an enforcement, that would only be frozen at the point of redemption, uh, i.e. when that uh, asset is taken back to Noble. Um, because obviously within IBC right now with ICS20, um, there is no native like blacklisting or, or freezing. And um, I think a lot of us can agree, nor, nor should there be. So we have a sort of a situation in Cosmos that's like a little bit more unique, I would argue, than what, I mean, definitely more unique than what you have sort of in like the monolithic kind of blockchain kind of space on something like an Ethereum, where you don't necessarily need to censor the entire chain itself. You would also obviously do it by an address. But again, it would happen um, at this point um, like on 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 uh, Noble itself, sort of when, when that's routed back. Um, that's the current thinking. Whether or not there needs to be another kind of IBC standard that does have native blacklisting on a uh, on a sort of destination chain versus on the source chain is something that we can discuss. But currently, that's the thinking there. Great answer. And so the next question is uh, for Pith. So the, the question is... Um, oh, can I add one quick thing on that? Yeah, yeah uh, please. On the regulatory thing. So one of the uh, features that uh, we just started work on this week is um, hooks for the contrary liquidity pools in Osmosis. So, you know, if anyone's read like Uniswap v4, it's basically saying like, hey, you can create pools that can like call other run other logic before a trade happens. And so this was, uh, you know, we, we started this because of a request from the provenance team where, you know, provenance is sort of another chain that's also doing a lot of work with like issuing real world assets, but more focused on like, you know, uh, things like, uh, you know, bonds and claims. I think they're working on the FTX claims and stuff like that as well. Um, 
but they wanted to make sure that they can have concentrated like decks like pools but that like you know maybe enforce a kyc whitelist that only certain you know whitelisted addresses are allowed to trade on this pool or allowed to lp into this pool so uh yeah, so we're, we're, you know we're building this more generalized hook system for concentrated liquidity right now, and that way you'll be able to, you know, build in some of these like whitelist blacklist systems into, uh, and just use Osmosis liquidity pools for that, and as well as you know, there's other, lots of other cool use cases you can do with the hooks as well. And I just want to say that the idea of uh, FTX claims with leverage is super hot, so. Love to figure out how to incorporate that as well into a perps market. You know, it's a, uh, it is. You know, we we've seen that with a, uh, you know, uh, three three arrows, and you know, with some other claims. And I, I think that there is um, general product market fit to be able to say, you know, there to be able to speculate on um, future claims for, um, you know, f- for failed systems within the crypto ecosystem. You know, it's like it's it, it's a um, it's kind of a missed opportunity if uh, failures within the crypto ecosystem have to uh, reach out beyond uh, crypto technology in order to be able to speculate on these claims. So that that's uh, super hot, and love to figure out how to incorporate that within uh, osmosis um, from a, a DeFi perspective. Um, so. The, the next question is uh, directed to Pith. You know, as, um, as Cosmos grows and as the use cases grow, you know, I'd love to better understand how Pith differentiates itself um, from other price oracles in the market. I know we've got, um, you know, we've got, you know, price feeds coming from uh, UMI. Um, you know, we've got um, from, you know, even the Osmosis Dex itself. And from you know other price oracles that are entering into uh, the Cosmos space. So what's the, you know how do you see the competitive advantage? I mean, clearly there's a competitive advantage in terms of the you know 300 plus oracles that exist in the Cosmos ecosystem today. How do you see this uh, continuing? You know throughout the life cycle of uh, Cosmos and and, and Pith thereof. Yeah, definitely. I think. Very much um, on the um, like overall. So I think the one killing factor, the one core differentiator, is very much kind of the structure with this on-demand oracle style. So anyone can request at any time a price update on chain, and it receives it in the same block. So with this design, Pith is very nimble. Arguably, we just need to deploy a smart contract. And so overall, like the Cosmos Hub is very interesting for us, and a bit like now you see all the hot, like hot new layer twos spinning up every week, and now even layer three. Like very much, we see that the market is getting more and more fragmented, at least at the chain wise. And so one of the I think key benefit of Pith is like being that scalable. We are now available on forty chains with, as you mentioned, three hundred fifty price feeds. Like there's pretty much no other oracle on the market that can deliver this type of product to applications. Um, so very much, I think, and overall that has been one of the strategy and this is how also we can help um, like individual applications like grow much more is that 
um, pretty much you can use Pith. Like the Pith Oracle works the same on all the chains, the same product, same integration. And this, like we're very into the the kind of the um, philosophy of, let's say, not picking winners, but very much enable as much people as we can wherever you can build. Um, and I think it's pre it's pretty cool. And we see it in practice, like Levana, like initiated from Osmosis. Um, but arguably, you could go on any other Cosmos chain um, as long as there is a Pith Oracle and likely other other things. Um, and like I think more and more the market and like comes to all let's say developers and everyone comes to the realization that like you'll need dedicated chains. So I think it's very um, like Pith fits well with this. Um, like we're looking into. <clears throat> Because it's great to be available on many chains, but the where let's say we can be a bit trouble is when you have to do some uh, let's say contract upgrade. Imagine you have two hundred fifty chains to upgrade. It's always kind of a balance between it. Like we'd need to be, or there need to be a thousand of engineers or, or, or stuff like this. Um, but overall, it's been we very much thought around like how can we be like scalable be on all these chains so that protocols can be like wherever you might want to be you can get the same product um and yeah i think also one thing is that is kind of great i think it's like true i'd say to DeFi is integrating pith is permissionless and this is like many times when talking on like telegram chats with developers they're like oh this is actually amazing <laughs> they it's kind of weird to like go out there and, and, and sign kind of a business deal, I feel. Like we're all into DeFi to do everything on chain. Um, so it's like this permissionlessness of doing price updates, integrating with Pace, I think is also a, a killer feature. And arguably, I would say that to, that we know of, about 20%, maybe, yeah, in between 10 and 20% of the application that today use Pith, have never talked to us before integrating. So overall, think both permissionless, a good design on demand, um, and just like being nimble and solving issues, whether it's like integration questions or whatever, I think providing a good like overall customer, let's call it customer experience and service is paramount to, to succeed. Uh, in the like highly competitive infrastructure business, I guess. You know, and that's a, that, that's such a great answer because um, I think that you and I didn't speak until after Levana had integrated on Testnet. So we had actually completed the first level of integration before we had our first conversation, and so that's uh, it, that I, I can totally appreciate. Um, you know, the uh, the power of the kind of turnkey solution that you guys provide and how useful that is to the to the greater ecosystem. So I, I know today I know right now we're, we're just about, um, you know, approaching uh, the end of our time. So I want to kind of broaden the conversation beyond the existing Cosmos users and, uh, you know, ask each of the projects you know, what does it look like to bring on, um, you know, 10 times, 10x the amount of users into Cosmos? 
Now, what Levana is doing to try enable to enable this is really to focus on use cases that are not you know, currently relevant to the existing Cosmos ecosystem. And we kicked this off with our Forex market, and we will continue this in the next two to four weeks with the rest of our um, Pith and uh, Noble powered um, commodities markets, which will be available on Osmosis, where you'll be able to trade things like gold, silver, oil, soybeans, and just you know general other markets. Um, and this will be like really a first time within the Cosmos ecosystem that traders will be able to uh, have access to these markets with you know fifty to one hundred x leverage. And so I'm curious to see from each of your perspective, you know, what are the killer use cases that are going to bring ten times as many users to Cosmos as to what we currently have today. So Sunny, why don't you uh, take this uh, first? We'd love to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, as the chain developers, I think our focus is right now on building the infrastructure that will make it easy for app developers like you guys to build these cool products. Um, right now, I th so my biggest, you know, one of our biggest focuses right now is uh, the topic of my talk at Cosmoverse was the Osmosis smart accounts. Uh, which is, you know, fa our fancy word for account abstraction. Um, basically, like, I think right now, so many people can, are focused can you, on... Can you walk us through that? I, I saw your lecture yeah. you know, in, in Turkey, so I know what it means, but I think a lot of the users don't really understand what that means or how powerful yeah. it is the Cosmos. Yeah, so, you know, today, every wallet or every, almost every blockchain is built around this like one cryptography scheme called SecP256K1 that Bitcoin invented. Um, and you have this world where every account has one master key on it and that's it. That's the only thing you can do. And you know, this thing is like, and because of the, the sheer power of this master key, it could steal all your money is what leads to so many hacks and stuff in crypto that, like, you know, you hear the stories every week about someone had their MetaMask attack and they lost all their money. Um, on top of that, it also requires, it kind of causes the UX of crypto to be so painful. The whole idea of browser wallets only really exists because, like, you need this, like, super safe way of protecting this uh, master key. Um, and that's like crazy, right? Like when you go on a web two app today, you don't aren't told to like download a Chrome extension first and then save these 12 words in a super secure place. And then you get quizzed on them. Like, did you actually save these 12 words? And it's like, that's, you know, very, this is a very crazy UX that like few power, like power users are able to do. And, you know, today everyone's focused so much on like, how do we get the users from Ethereum? But I think it's like, you know, users from Ethereum are just a, such a tiny drop in the bucket, right? Like the users we actually need to go after are the ones on centralized exchanges today. And th there, like those users are, you know, they Coinbase makes a much more like a Web2 style signup flow. You don't have to go download a Chrome extension, you know, you sign up, you put a username, password, you 
you know, click your verification link on the email and you're good to go. And it's how do we in DeFi give people that sort of UX and ease of use? And so to do that, we have to create this thing called smart accounts, which basically allows your account to have multiple keys attached to it. They can, different keys can have different security properties. You can say, hey, this key that I'm going to store on my phone, like it shouldn't be allowed to like steal you know, my money or like withdraw my money off of the exchange. Yeah, maybe I could do some basic trading from it or maybe uh, what I can like do some voting and staking, but like don't allow it to withdraw my money off of the Osmosis Exchange, right? And then, you know, Web2 does this, right? Like on Binance, you're not asked to sign a trend, like sign something every time you click the trade button. It just, you click it and it works. But when you want to withdraw money off of Binance, it's like, oh, hey, you know, do your 2FA, right? And it's like, you have to by so building who this. Your grandma is yeah it's yeah a whole hassle you know it's a it's a completely different uh, order of magnitude. Exactly, and that's and and, and so by building the, today in crypto, there's no way of doing this with the primitives that exist today, and so that's why we are building the primitives into the chain, uh, so that then the applications built on top, such as you know, our spot decks or the Levana perp stacks or the uh, Mars uh, margin system or, you know, they can build these like much more powerful UX flows. And on top of that, it's, you know, it will enable us to build new interfaces for it. You know, people often always ask us like, why is there no Osmosis mobile app? Don't you guys realize that most users are on mobile? It's like, yes, yes, we know that. Like, you know, uh, we have people on our team who work at Coinbase. Over 50% of Coinbase traffic comes from mobile. But it's like to build a mobile app today, you're actually going to be spending 80% of your time basically building a crypto wallet. And then you're going to, but instead, you know, Apple, I, like security actually has like some of the best like, cryptographic security in the, cha- in the phone using their own secure enclaves and everything. It's just that the cryptography that that crypto is built around is not designed to take advantage of that. And so it's like, well, let's fix that first. And then we can build a mobile app that actually takes advantage of the like secure enclave signers of the iPhone, uh, you know, sign with face ID rather than like, you know, open like building this like cryptographic wallet that needs to be secured. Uh, You know, one of the things I hate the most is every time I download a new wallet, I have to repaste my 24 words into that wallet, which is like insane right now. Cause like every time I want to try a new app, I need to have my seed phrase on me at all times. So I can like try out every single app. That's that just crazy. Yeah, right. And so in, ge- and in general, if you're ever posting your uh, seed phrase, you're probably getting hacked. So it's like, it's a, it's a huge paranoia. Exactly. And so, yeah, so anyway, so long story short, our focus right now is building the primitives in the chain that'll enable us to create the UX flows that will be needed to onboard your grandma, not the pro Ethereum user today. That's pretty awesome. So, you know, uh, Yelena, um, you know, talk to us about uh, how do we you know, how do we use Noble to onboard uh, 10x volume to Cosmos? Love it. Love it. I mean, this is like our whole um, 
thesis, we want to see, you know, rising tide lift all boats um, situation. And part of that is getting institutions like us issuers comfortable with Cosmos and, you know, uh, and with that, um, having, uh, you know, large companies like gaming companies, you know, come in and be comfortable with building in Cosmos. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a really great conversation actually this morning uh, with, um, with, with somebody and the question that they posed, which is something we need to keep ourselves asking ourselves is, okay, you have, uh, let's say stable coins, you know, in Cosmos, uh, whether it's on Noble or, or on other chains. Okay. Well, what do you do with, with, with that USDC, right? Other than DeFi, other than, you know, trading and things like this, not to say that that's not fun and awesome and exciting, but how do you actually use it in the real world? Um, and that's actually what we're really concerned with. I think other protocols um, and ecosystems do that very well. Um, they have really meaningful partnerships, whether that's with, um, you know, aid organizations, um, whether that's, uh, you know, stickier integrations with payment processors, or even, you know, um, sort of on the ground, you know, sort of ATMs and, you know, brick and mortar kind of, and you know, shops and things like this. So I would say I saw that uh, yes. debit card that uh, you you guys were shilling. That's yeah, super exciting. and I mean today our director of engineering uh, in the small town in Germany um, was able to buy an espresso with his debit card using uh, USDC he loaded um, with uh, with his Noble account, which is like incredible, right? Like being able. Well, someday when I can afford an espresso, <laughs> I hope to do that as well. Are you talking about the Cipher wallet? Yeah. Cypher wallet. Yeah, I've, I've actually been using it for the last like two or three months. It's been pretty cool. I've just been like loading it with like Adam and just been like. Why spending, would you? Why would you load it with it? Adam? That's cool. more volatile. Why not use a stable coin? Because I can hold Adam until the time I want to actually spend. At the moment of yeah, spending, but then you have to I, like, I can sell this a little. Like how much it's worth on that day, and like how much it appreciated, and how much. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. If you want to do payments with Adam in a volatile currency, I mean that's one thing. But regardless, um, it was really exciting. I mean, he will purchase. Oh, I smell a spicy you, take here. Yeah, just, <laughs> don't get it. But he had purchased an espresso um in Europe, right? So obviously, with you know um that coffee shop would have been accepting um, euros, but, um, and it did the conversion kind of immediately for, from USDC to, to euro with like very minimal um, kind of fees, which is like absolutely amazing. So huge shout out to the Cypher team to have even been able to do that. I think their partnership um, was with MasterCard to be able to facilitate that. Um, so yeah, just like absolutely incredible um, real world application. So. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm focused on, just, you know, real world applications. Uh, that That's great. So, Mark, uh, same question to you. Uh, you know, talk to us about how does your service enable, you know, 10x user base on Cosmos? I think at the end of the day, and it's going to be pretty straightforward, enable um, you specifically and anyone building on Cosmosis and out there to pretty much almost face no friction while needing financial data in your protocol. So I think it's very much um, like it, it's we're quite in a like middle position whereby um, like arguably the apps, the customer facing, the end user facing 
like protocols or, or chains, let's say, are very much those we drive. So on our end is very much deliver something to you in other apps that will make them able to be super nice to use so that like users don't even understand the interacting with the blockchain. Um, and more and more, and let's not say I'm sad about it, but I would imagine that like the actual 1 billion, I don't know if it's, if it will be an ever meme, but the next 10x or rendered x user on chain is likely to going to be, let's say, coming outside of DeFi. And from there, I think the goal is to have amazing kind of DeFi apps, protocols, products, already there and they can directly tap into that um because i think i i checked today um the number of like what like active wallet daily active wallet on ethereum and well not like well less we're at less than half a million i think it was 350k today or something and like we're we're quite far from the billion or from the world to be on chain so overall i don't think we've seen like because DeFi at the end of the day, it's or general finance is, let's say, attractive to, let's say, less people than, let's say, GameFi or things like that. So I think the goal is very much on our end, empower you to the best, to ship the best thing ever. And when you actually have these 1 billion people going daily on Levana, they'll be like, oh, it feels like using, well, CME is not, a, or Binance or Coinbase or things like that. Yeah, please God, you know, uh, that, that's our goal as well. Okay, so we're, we're seven minutes over time. So I thank everybody who has participated. So I have one last question, which is what's your spicy take? I want you to end with something that's controversial, you know, to just talk about something about the cosmos space that uh, we can leave the, listener you know questioning their assumptions and uh you know hear something that uh, they may have not expected to hear from you so we're going to put you sunny on the spot so what's your what's your spicy take uh i don't know if this is spicy but maybe people don't expect this from me but i actually see a feasible path for adam to become a top three crypto asset uh i don't think it I think if it if it plays its cards right, uh, it can do that. And I don't think it's via this ICS strategy. I think it's via a like new like governance focused capital asset injection system. I'm working on a whole write up about this, but uh, uh, I, I'm probably more bullish on Adam than I've maybe ever been in my life. So yeah. Oh, that's great. No, that's very spicy. You know, it's saying that uh, Adam is going to be the, you know, the top, uh, a top three asset, and it's going to come not through the current strategy, but through a new strategy, which uh, you're about to publish. That's incredibly spicy. So I would not, you know, downplay that. You know, uh, okay, Yelena, you're your turn. What's your spicy uh, take on Cosmos that uh, you could share here? That's uh, going to create some controversy. Well, I mean, I hope uh, Sunny. It's funny. I'm, uh, I, I'm going right after Sunny. I hope Sunny has a plan for governance minimization because I would say my largest uh, kind of my my spicy take right now uh, is that governance is a huge liability in Cosmos. 
I mean, we've seen it be broken time and time and time again. Um, I mean, I'm very concerned with actually how government governance might impact uh, consumer chains. And I mean, Noble itself is like taking certain sort of steps to ensure that Noble has like a kind of independent path for upgrades and independent path towards kind of not having to rely on the ad invalidator stuff for governance. But um, yeah, that's like. Can you talk a little bit about how governance works? Mm -hmm. I actually have, I'm completely ignorant. So like how do upgrades work? So right now we're not a consumer chain of the Cosmos Hub. Uh, we have a proof of authority chain, so it's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, we just need uh, enough validators to, uh, you know, run the new chain binary whenever it's sort of uh, given to them, and it's all trusted. And I mean, they're effectively, effectively KYC. They're all known to sort of the the organizations. Can I become a validator? It's on your POA. Team? So so uh, so. Well, I mean, you could, but uh, we, we've capped it at 20, so we're not accepting new validators. I mean, technically, Noble has the most decentralized validator set uh, in Cosmos, since every validator has one staking token that is like has no monetary value and can't be transferred and can't be sort of, um, yeah, uh, traded on like any open market. Um, and that's one staking token is given to each validator by um, something called the Noble Maintenance Multisig which is a governance module within Noble that pretty much uh, does uh, a lot of the sort of maintenance around Noble when it comes to things like, uh, you know, uh, reinitiating like IBC clients and, you know, hard upgrades and things like this. Um, and then anyways, the reason I say it technically Noble is the most decentralized validator set is because it's one staking token per validator and there's 20 validators. So, you know, it's kind of nice, but eventually we'll be a consumer chain of, of the Cosmos hub using, um, yeah, and, and leveraging interchain security. So in that case, um, how governance will work is we'll maintain um, this uh, noble maintenance multi-sig kind of workflow where for certain actions, the NMM can sort of do hard upgrades without requiring the atom validator set to sort of participate. That just circumvents the two-week sort of um, governance process that we have on the hub. But um, ultimately, the atom validator set at any point can, of course, stop running the noble chain. So effectively, we are ultimately beholden to the atom validator set. But there is the sort of call it um, fast track path to doing certain things. Because again, you can imagine a situation where you have like a security vulnerability, or even like I don't know, like a like a legal you know situation with um, kind of the uh, issuers that we work with, and they need it an effective way to sort of um, deal with that. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but uh, that's kind of governance, right? No, absolutely. And if, uh, you know, if you're, if you're up for, you know, validator number 21, you know, Lavana is definitely there to, to play that role. Uh, that's super interesting. So I'm going to add my hot, know, hot take that uh, if you want my hot take, it, my, my, my vision for Adam is not governance minimization. It's actually governance maximization. It's uh, I think that like, you know, the value prop of Adam is if, if I had to give a one sentence pitch for Adam, it is it is the most decentralized governance token in all of crypto. I don't think you can name a single more decentralized governance token. And like, that, I think that I is, definitely agree with. Yeah. For, for sure, for, for better, for worse. So all the drama that we see is because of, you know, the fact uh, that what you just said was absolutely true. Yeah. I think people think Adam governance is broken. I think Adam governance is successful. I think the fact that, like, a cabal of, like, the 
the leaders of the community couldn't push through a governance prop is like the success of decentralized governance. And like, I, I, th- I think that we just need to figure out how to turn Adam into a governance based capital asset. You know, Bitcoin and ETH, they've done a good job at building their capital base, but they are not, they don't have a governance system. With a governance system, you can do things like open market operations, liquidity injections, like integration incentivization, like active monetary policy. There's like the design space for like how you build money once you have a governance system is much wider than when you don't have one. And I think that is a, we're not going to, no one's going to become the number three. ETH became as big as it, as it is not by playing the same game as Bitcoin, but by playing a different game. And Adam, everyone else is trying to play the same game as ETH. And you're not going to win by doing that. You have to play a different game and follow a different thesis. For sure. But it's not clear that the governance path is the way to it. You know, Bitcoin has no, doesn't have that same governance path. ETH doesn't have that governance path. It could be that, that Adam achieves it through that governance path. But it could also be that what Elena is uh, explaining, which is that the minimized governance you know, that, that, that minimized governance and just a rock solid foundation that, you know, minimizes surprises is the way to create the Lindy effect that, the, you know, that uh, spearheads you to that, that placement. Yeah, in the I mean, like even the I don't know the you answer. have to rely on 125 validators, like half, maybe even more of which are completely uninvolved to like become a consumer chain. And this like lobbying exercise is like, you know, not ideal. And I mean, Noble will be fine, but I, I think about the rest of the ecosystem and it just doesn't make sense. Oh, oh. yeah, I, ICS is a broken system. That's not, this thing is never gonna scale, it's not gonna work. It, it has to drop ICS. It has to put all efforts of governance around like, you know, Adam needs to stop caring about revenue, right? It's not a capital, it's not, it's not it, you know, when you're trying to build money, your goal is to maximize the amount of debt denominated in your asset, right? And so it needs to get as much Atom and ST Atom used in Levana as possible. That is like its goal, right? That like, I will agree with, definitely, amen. Um, and like, you know, we're, we're fit. I wish we had another hour. I mean, maybe this is another, you know, a whole other, uh, you know, uh, public conversation that I'd love to have with you, Sonny, of, uh, of what, it, what it means, you know, to propel Adam to that place and what's the role of um you know capital efficiency and uh and speculation and utility of the Adam token within that framework but I I fear that we're going to do a disservice to our listeners to try and strip that into this conversation but but absolutely I'm I'm with you there and and I think you and I probably have uh, very different views of opinion which would, which would uh, guarantee a very interesting conversation. But I want to make sure that before we um, turn off, you know, so, you know, Mark, did you give us your, your spicy take? I don't think so. No, yeah, but actually it might just not be, not be a spicy take because I was going to very much expand on what Elena said that, like, <clears throat> you need decentralization, but overall governance has been, yeah, is overall and outside of uh, of atom and specific chain, like overall, you you don't see or you don't see a lot of great, let's say, governance processes, and I'm very not convinced about the 
like governance being purely kind of driven on the token holder uh, power. So as you mentioned, like contract upgrades, like even if you get a thousand audits, you might have like a critical issue somewhere that gets found, gets fine, uh, that gets found. And while it's understandable that like when you upgrade to permission chain, you need like the approval of most, um, like it introduces way too much kind of issues. I felt I'm more kind of a in like this is also how with this token gets getting out. We'll also have to manage our own governance. So we'll have to see what the people want. But I guess we what makes most sense, at least from my perspective, is very much kind of the democratic kind of republic, or I don't know what's the proper term, where you're going to elect kind of wide variety of people, trusted people that have like interest or vested or like aligned interest with the protocol. Um, but overall, it's going to be great to iterate. And like we've had like many experiences of deploying PEF on osmosis, then upgrading it. Uh, so yeah, so I guess now that like it's time during this bear market to fix that like find something that is still super secure but that can act fast because like if you get a bug and millions can be drained 99 percent of the time they'll be drained absolutely and i and you know as a as a, a builder in the space you know with you know almost four million dollars um deposited in the Levana protocol today you know, we wake up every morning and we just thank God that the, the, the money's still there. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely scary. So I appreciate that, you know, from a very practical standpoint. So I want to thank um, Osmosis uh, for participating, uh, Noble for participating, Pith for participating, you know, all of the speakers here. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's been a really great conversation. And I look forward to future conversations. And if you haven't tried Lavana, you know, the, uh, um, the URL is trade.lavana.finance. Um, that's going to take you directly to the Atom um, market on Osmosis, which is our biggest market. We've had uh, roughly $200 million traded um, on the Osmosis market to date in the last 10 months, or sorry, the last 10 weeks. So it's just been amazing to see the adoption on osmosis and we look forward not just to the previous uh you know 10 weeks but what does the next 10 years look like so thanks everybody for listening and you know uh we we hope that you have a you know a a, a good night and uh you know safe journeys but thanks everybody for listening thank you so thank much you. thank you so much guys all right take care Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down 
one day's got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting honest. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss. It's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner. They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tim Spaces.